You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts... Hump Day Mousecapades listeners, this is Vicki and I'm here with Stephanie, Sarah, and Chrissy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 874 and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Just a reminder that all of us in the Mousecapades and More podcast are travel agents. So if you are looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. You can text Vicki, Chrissy, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497 and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package. So contact one of us today. So I know many times we talk on here about the noodle people and if listeners haven't been with us for a while, they may not know what the noodle people are. So I thought I would recap that a little bit. But when Ohana reopened from the pandemic at the Polynesian Resort in Orlando, they had said that they were going to bring rice instead of noodles. And there was such an upset the noodle people got them to bring the noodles back. And so this story has to do with, I guess, the noodle people got on this because we've been so concerned about that Muppets 3D closing down because there were walls and nobody was telling us what was going on. And then they removed Miss Piggy from the fountain. And I got to tell you, I was a little scared that something was going on. We went to watch the Muppets 3D to make sure that we got to see it again, just in case. But it seems that the noodle people wrote in and told Disney that the Muppet Theater needed some love. So they have now recovered all of those seats since I was there last month. They are with like a faux leather kind of material so that they can wipe them off so they won't have the stains like they did in the past. And they look really sharp. They're super like faux red leather. It looks really nice. So thank you, Disney, for listening. And thank you to the noodle people if they were the ones that wrote in. But sometimes writing in makes a difference if you have enough people. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, this has been a, I feel like the last month, maybe. Is that about how long we've been talking about this, Vicki? Yeah. They still have walls up, so they're building something. I just don't know what it is. Hmm. Still more to be discovered, but um, obviously they're not going to shut it down if they just replace the seats, so. Yeah. I hope that they will consider just maintaining (laughs) them and don't let them get into the same state that the seats were in. Yeah. And I, I mean, I go into some movie theaters now where, you know, remember when the like the movie theater started renovating and you got the leather, fake leather seats that reclined. And sometimes if you were lucky, they'd give you a massage, too. And, <laughs> you know, and now you go into some of these theaters and they're in bad shape. Like, let's have these people ride into the movie theaters, too. <laughs> <laughs> the faux leathers seems to be the way to go, though. Is it the faux leathers in bad shape, too, Sarah? Yeah, a lot of it, um, it looks cracked. Okay. And then sometimes the top layer will, like, I've been into some theaters, which I won't go to anymore, where it's flaking off. Like it's warm. Yeah. And you have to, like, wipe yourself off after you stand up because it's sticking to you. You've got pieces of little 
leather. Yes. Hopefully what they refurbed these seats with do <laughs> not do that. But I think that is kind of the catch 22 because when you clean the seat so often, it's going to have that effect a lot faster. Right. So ooh. you can see it wearing down faster. Yeah. Hopefully they picked something that's long lasting and durable, but I, even then, you know, 10, 15 years, it's going to need to be replaced. Well, and these were still from the original. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, I mean, we're lucky they lasted that long. Yeah. <laughs> now we need to write in about Mickey's Magic because <laughs> they're now taking out seats in the middle of the row. So you don't get that full experience with the splashing and the, and the smells and all that, because that's where we got to sit this time. <laughs> So the seats are taken out in Mickey's Magic. Is it because they are falling apart or? Yeah, they okay. need to be replaced. And I thought when they were doing the refurb of the video that that would have been a perfect time for them to do that. But I guess, I don't know. I guess they thought maybe not. And so it just so happened, you know how they make you go to the end of the row. And when the people sat down, we were the four people where the chairs in front of us that were moved. So we didn't get the full. I mean, we've been there enough. So we were like. Let's not be babies about this. But I mean, I, I like smelling all those smells and getting the little splash of water. And yeah. So. so Disney Plus came out on top of all of the streaming services. That's right. Um, there was quite a brutal streaming war going on. You know, there was Disney Plus, Amazon Prime Video, Max, Hulu, all of those services trying to displace Netflix as the most popular platform in the world. And in the last several months, nearly every streaming platform has seen a steep drop in both viewing numbers and subscribers, even as broadcast television has a surprising comeback and audiences turning in. Um, This could be blamed on any number of things, of course, from the increasingly lukewarm Star Wars and Marvel Cinematic Universe release on Disney Plus to services constantly deleting fan favorite content for tax breaks to pretty much every platform increasing prices just you know because they can but disney plus has scored the series doctor who which was wanted by all of the streaming services but only disney was able to make the deal on november 25th disney plus will begin streaming the first of three 60th year anniversary specials of doctor who along with a staggering 39 seasons worth of episodes so they came out on top Okay, so please don't be offended if you watch Doctor Who. Do any of you guys watch that? No. I never got into it, though. So I went to school with a girl, like, and that was her Halloween costume one year. And I just remember thinking, I don't get it. It's very popular. No, I know it is. Yeah. I've tried to watch it. It's one of those things when you're like, I've tried. But I'm glad some people are happy. Yeah. I was happy. I just, we watched all the, um, all the light we cannot see on Netflix. Highly recommend. But read the book first. I have not heard of that at all. It's an interesting story. Like um, World War II historical fiction. Huh. I keep watching The Office on Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently watching The Chosen. Chrissy and Joey in The Office. You like The Chosen? I heard it was good. You haven't watched it, Vicky? I don't get to watch anything anymore. Honestly. I'm so many movies behind. It's just sad. No, you have to watch it. You'd love it. So Disney recently put out a survey to see if adults would be interested in a resort that is strictly for adults. That is due to the fact that Disney has so many adults that travel to its parks because of their love for Disney. And they just love being in that Disney bubble. 
This would give adults a place to stay that is more peaceful and sophisticated. And this is all in the research phase right now, but it seems like Disney is listening. The new Disney treasure ship is going to offer more experiences that cater to adults than previous ships have done. And one of the first moves was adding the Haunted Mansion Bar that we talked about last week. It will be interesting to see if we will see an adult-only resort come about, but do we think it has any real possibilities? I've seen a lot of banter back and forth about this adult-only. I think there was a fake article about there being a day or a night or something where the parks were also adult-only. I think that would be fun. People were all for it. They were excited. I think that would be fun, but what if I'm on my trip with my family and one of those nights is adult only, but I'm there with my like older kids? Like my kids are getting to the part where like point where they can come with us at night, you know, later and later, but they're not adult. So what's adult? Is it a Disney adult? Is it like no kidding. Is it 18 plus or is it 10, 10 plus? Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, if they did an adult night, it really, and it's like a ticketed thing, it would only be, it would be like the parties. Yeah, like a hard ticket event. Yeah, that could be interesting. Surely they would let us know. Although, what am I saying? They opened another party while I was there. But for the most part, you should have some idea and be able to plan differently. Yeah, you just plan a different, kind of like the, if you're not going to the Mickey's, not so, uh, like the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party, or if you're not going to the Very Merry Christmas party, you just plan your days around that if you're not going. So it's right. just going to be the same thing. But an adult-only resort is also quite interesting. Kind of along the lines of Galactic Star Cruiser. I mean, that was open for kids too, but I mean, adults paid thousands and thousands of dollars to have that experience. I bet people would do it. I, I bet they would along the lines of like a beaches or a sandals or, a, you know, just inside the Disney bubble, just not on a beach. Very true. Or we really don't have very many at all in the United States. And I think that they're now trying to compete. They would do it top notch. For sure. Disneyland kind of does it in a way. I mean, it's not not totally to not strictly for adults, but a lot of their themed hard ticket nights since it caters to locals and it's after hours, it's a lot of adults who go only. It's not a lot of little kids because it's after hours. So you get a lot of the Disney adults who go anyway. So I would assume that, you know, like your sweetheart nights and your, your, those kind of hard ticket events that they've done this year, maybe that's kind of along the line of what they're thinking. We'll have to wait and see. I really like the idea of it on the cruise ship. Yes, that Virgin cruise ship. It's all adults. I'm indifferent, I think, in regards to the parks. But I think it's so ingrained in my, you know, ingrained in my mind that Disney is for everyone. Yes. And it definitely is. I just, obviously, I go with my kids. But if you want to go, there's so many resorts. It's not like it feels like it's excluding you if they have an adult only resort that 
sorry, that's just one my family won't book. Um, I don't think it gives the same appeal as an adults only type, um, you know, like the the sandals or whatever. Those those also include all your food and drinks too. And that's True. a huge appeal also. <laughs> True. And there's not many places that do that kind of thing here in the United States. But yeah. um, I, I just think that for those people who are feeling too much of like, kids are everywhere. Well, yeah, you're at Disney. All right. It's right. made for kids, but at least when you get back to your resort, you don't have to deal with children if that's, if you're there without them. So. And I think with four parks, closing one of them, a hard close at seven o'clock, one night a week for a hard ticket party, the way they do in the fall and in the winter. That'd be really cool for food and wine. That's exactly what I was thinking. Right. To do that one night a week, I think it would be a big moneymaker, but we'll have to see. Well, on to Say It Ain't So. This is the Say It Ain't So part of our show. Say it ain't so, say it ain't so. This story is from Disneyland on October 10th, 2023 at about 2.25 p.m. Right outside of Soren, guests noticed an infant fall out of a stroller. When Disney security questioned the mother, she swore that the baby was dumped out by another guest. The mother was young and distraught. However, witnesses saw a much different event. Guests stated that the mother was on her phone pushing the stroller with an infant in it. The infant wasn't belted in and slid out of the stroller onto the ground and the mother ran over the baby's leg with the stroller while she continued looking at her phone. When the baby began screaming, the mother looked up from from her phone to realize what had happened. We guessed she was afraid she would get in trouble, so she made up the story. If she would have just belted her child in the stroller, they probably wouldn't have fallen out. I'm hoping maybe she was on my Disney experience, like (laughs) her next experience. Oh, I'm sure that's what it was. It's very possible. Yeah, doing something <laughs> else. But even even so, why was her child not belted in? Right. How old is this infant, too? Is this I like... couldn't find the age. They just said an infant. So clearly under a year old. But And some kids are escape artists. And they don't True. have to be that old to be escape artists. But, you know, he said, she said, you know. That would make you feel absolutely awful. Right. Did you think they were going to kick her out of the park or something? I have no idea. I guess when security showed up, but they said the baby was like screaming. Well, of course. Right. Mom ran me over with a stroller. I'm praying to God it was an (laughs) umbrella stroller and not a big full on stroller. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Not like a big, big one. Hopefully baby's okay. So here's my say it ain't so. Apparently, even Disney annual pass holders aren't always on Santa's nice list. What I'm not sure people realize is that actions have consequences. (laughs) I think we say this every week. And even Disney will give a consequence for an inappropriate behavior. Schools don't, but Disney does. So this story was released by a former Disneyland cast member on Reddit. A family was visiting the park and they were caught jumping the Indiana Jones adventure line. Here is the quote from the cast member. My fondest memory of dealing with line cutters was while I was an employee of the Mouse House. I was in line with my then wife waiting patiently for Indiana Jones. Two kids pushed past us and stopped are about 10 people ahead of us. And then a few moments later, another eight people come shoving through to join them. People they'd gotten in between were a group themselves and they forced the front half to move behind them instead of allowing them the back half to join 
the other two. That's when I quietly pulled out my ID of my wallet, flagged down a cast member and told them what I'd seen. And when we got to the front of the line a little while later, the entire party had been pulled over by or pulled over to the side and security had just arrived. I was told by a cast member when we got off the ride that they were escorted out of the park and that they likely have their annual passes revoked. Since then, there had been more than one incident involving that family. According to that cast member that the incident was reported to, the family of 10 had been using this move over and over in the Disneyland Park. Um, But that time, the family was pulled to the side. And as far as they know, they think possibly got their passes revoked. So they kept trying it until they could see if they could get by with it, which this happens all the time. Now, I get frustrated. And so like, um, who was it? Oh, Joey was at the bus station one night and we were going to wait for something. And then we decided to go ahead and we ended up there. And these people tried to get us to go up with him. And we're like, no, that's not right because there's three of us. So Joey came back to us, but I mean, that's what should happen. It should never be putting, especially not eight people. That's insane. Well, it sounds like the two kids that pushed past weren't even going to join someone else. They were just pushing past, pretending like they were going to join somebody else. And that's what they said from the story said that they had been pulling this over and over in Disneyland and getting caught. And so finally they realized it was the same family. And yeah, I mean, I'm not against like if if part of your party isn't there, I'm not one who's like, oh, you have to wait until everybody's there and then get on. Like, no, if, if you need to get in front of me because somebody in your line is up there, like I'm fine with it. But it's when people aren't going to join somebody. I, get, I might be a little more strict than you, Stephanie. I'm fine if like you have to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and right. come back. I don't think that going to get food. So you can eat in the line. Right. Is a good reason. You, you plan that ahead of <laughs> you, time. You plan that ahead of time. I'm kind of even like, you kind of plan to go to the bathroom. There are plenty of bathrooms around. You stop before you go. I will say like my own, the only time we've had to leave the line for the bathroom that I can recall is we were waiting in like a 45 minute um, safari line. And my seven-year-old did the, I have to go to the bathroom. Sure. When we, we'd had lunch at, um, the Thule canteen and we all went to the bathroom after lunch. Well, she had to go again like 30 minutes later when we were in the middle of that line. So, I, you know, I did the excuse me, excuse me, excuse me all the sure. way back to the front of the line. And I told the cast member and she said that she was so sweet and was like, the closest bathroom is right down there. And I said, I asked her, I said, are we able to get back in line and join the party? And she said, yes, just come to me and I'll let you back in. There you go. You did it the right way. Yeah, as long as you go about it the correct way, it's it's okay. Right. And then even then, like coming back to the line, I was like, I'm sorry, we went to the bathroom. I'm sorry. You know, like right. excuse me, we were we went to the bathroom. But it does help when you have a kid with you. But yes, plan plan appropriately and don't abuse the system. I'm surprised that Disney kicked him out though, because I feel like a lot of the stories we report on don't end up with that same outcome. Like Disney's going soft on kicking people out. They're like, it's fine. You just don't do it again. Well, again, I think Disneyland being more of a local park, no tolerance. But it wasn't the first time. Like they'd been doing it multiple visits. I'm not saying I'm upset that they did it. I'm glad that they did. I just am surprised because I feel like I haven't been hearing of them being as strict. So maybe, maybe they'll start trying to be. And Steph, you sent me this, but I had already put it in the news and give it to you, which was even funnier. (laughs) 
Yeah, so I saw this video as well and sent it to Vicky. It was a, another say it isn't so. Say it ain't so, say it ain't so. This time it comes from Hollywood Studios in Orlando. The story talks about the endangerment of not only the children, but also of cast members because um, there was a parade going on. Woody, Jesse, and some army men were parading through Toy Story Land and a child out of nowhere just comes running into the parade. There was no parents to be found. And he grabbed onto Woody's leg at the knee. And of course, their mask characters so it's a little bit difficult for them to see what's going on he didn't see the child he tripped over the kid somehow manages to tumble over the child not like taking him out completely now the kid did wipe out but uh, it was no fault of woody's um and then woody almost completely wiped out as well and was knocking into other characters the thing is is where were the parents like It could have gone worse. Woody could have hurt that child. He could have fallen flat on top of him. And that would have been very painful for this. What? Maybe he was like three, maybe four. Uh, He looked pretty young to me. That would have really, really hurt the kid or he could have kicked him in the head. He could have, Woody could have knocked over one of the other characters completely. So I'm glad that the kid didn't sustain any injuries from what we can tell, but Disney had no comment and I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious as to how he got all the way up there. Like was, was mom videoing it going like, oh, this is cute. He's going to go get his, go say hi to his favorite character. Go get him. You hope it wasn't a TikTok challenge or something. Right. Well, the two cast members behind Woody were like, I think, didn't you feel like they were like aghast? Like what the heck is going on? And then they were trying to help pick the little boy up or that's what I saw in the video anyway. Yeah, but still, you never saw mom come running after her kid just got taken out. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why I kept saying, where are the parents in this? Mm -hmm. But but the cast members, they they ran over there to make sure he was okay. I'm glad he was, but yeah. Yeah. Watch your kids. Please. um, For sure. All right. When I read this, Sarah, I was glad you were able to do the show because I knew that this would be like awesome for you. Yes, I'm excited. So if you are a Pirates of the Caribbean fan such as myself, specifically the ride and the movies, but mostly the ride. There is some exciting news. Joel and Jonathan Newber recreated the entire Pirates of the Caribbean ride out of Lego. That is so cool. They built an actual functioning miniature version of the ride with almost all the scenes from the ride with boats that actually ride through with real water. The level of detail in each scene is also completely mind-blowing. It's very easy to recognize each individual scene from the ride, and it's just a faithful recreation of the jail scene with the dog. Um, So this Lego build is on point. You can tell it was created by someone with a real love for the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. The loading area also has some familiar characters. You might recognize Daisy Duck along with a Stormtrooper escort getting ready to get on board their boat. I thought that was funny. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to think what my favorite scene is. There's so many good ones. I I think when you first go in, at least in Disney World, like the cannon fire is happening. Good job, guys. I know. I want to see it. And Sarah, this is totally up your alley because you're also really into Legos as well. It is true. Yeah. So now you just need that kit. I know. My oldest daughter 
just got a bunch of she likes the architectural lego kits she just got a bunch for her birthday so she's built just recently within the past month she's built the great pyramid um the statue of liberty the new york skyline i think there is another one but that's all she asked for for and i was like at some point we're going to run out of room for your legos yes oh but the, the the pyramids the pyramid one is really neat. You can take the top off, and it looks like they're building it if you take the top off. Pretty cool. That's awesome. And because Lego is cool, you know, there's like sarcophagus inside the pyramid that as you're building it, it's in there, so you can't get to it after you built it. You need to charge kids and have tours of your basement with all your Legos. <laughs> That'd be fun. Another. Part of the Caribbean, Disney has released the newly refurbished rooms at the Caribbean Beach Resort in one of the fifth sleeper rooms. This was the first resort outside of the Magic Kingdom area. This isn't the Little Mermaid refurb. This is like a soft refurb to the other rooms in the resort. The curtains have changed with a hidden Mickey in tropical patterns. The pineapple tables are still in the room and the chairs have been reupholstered to match the paint change. Carpet is gone and it has been replaced with the same faux wood floors that you'll find across other resorts across property. The headboards are the same, but the beds have new frames so that guests can store suitcases under the beds like many of the recently refurbished rooms across property. And the seating under the fifth sleeper pull-down has been reupholstered. The rooms look very fresh and inviting. There wasn't much change. It was subtle. So it was definitely a, a soft refurb. Right. The big refurb came from the first time we stayed there in 2012 and then came back in like 2015. There was like a huge difference because... I think they had the curtains that you pulled in the mornings if you wanted to be in the bathroom and your family was still in bed. Right. They added those big doors and stuff. So those are still there. But I I thought the subtle changes were nice for sure. I'm really glad about these refurbishments. So I am a fan of no carpet, also raised beds. Like those are two really, really important things for them to do when they do refurbishments. In my opinion, they make a lot of, a lot of difference. It sure does. I mean, it it makes even a room at Pop Century comfortable for three Pagnotis. So it makes a huge difference, you know, even at a moderate resort like Caribbean Beach. So ours, our room was like that. And I don't think we talked about this in our trip report, but our room was like with the raised beds at Coronado, except for that there was so much room. Like we had a little entryway, like you would have at your house. There's almost room for like a couch. And so we just took all, we unpacked all our luggage since we were there for a week. And we just put all the suitcases there because we were like, it seems kind of silly to put them under the bed. They weren't in the way. They weren't hurting anybody but yeah the raised beds that's my one of my favorite things that they did yeah and it's simple but it it works so nicely well and then they don't have to worry about people tripping over everything the maids it's easier for the excuse me the mousekeeping people it just it's good all the way around i think yeah well we know christmas is around the corner when disney decorations get more and more plentiful This week, the Magic Kingdom tree was found on Main Street, lighting up the area of the street that leads to Cinderella's Castle. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party begins tomorrow on November the 9th, and we're going to give you more details about that later in the show. 
The gingerbread house has been constructed at the Grand Floridian and it's selling its gingerbread shingles and other goodies outside the windows. The Beach Club's 22nd holiday gingerbread carousel is back in the lobby this year. And this is interesting because this is far different than anything that I've seen of the carousels. And that is, it is DuckTales, which should make Mm -hmm. Nick very happy because he loves DuckTales. The horses are themed after Donald Duck and his nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. The carousel, which actually moves, is constructed using 434 pounds of honey, 25 pounds of spices, and 200 pounds of icing. If you guys have are in Orlando or you have never been there for Christmas time and you're going to be there, you definitely need to go on a resort tour. Even if you don't go to the parks, it's a sight to see just go from resort to resort. But what a cute idea. Bring back the Huey, Dewey, and Louie. The Grand Floridian has the carousel? No, Beach Club. Grand Floridian has the house. Yes. And then what are some of the other big ones? So um, every year at the Beach Club, they also have a gingerbread structure of some kind that represents um, something on the boardwalk. So I think last year they said was the deli. It represented the, they recreated the deli and then they sell treats out of it. It's always gingerbread stuff, but there's other things like Rice Krispies and they always, you know, create the chefs create special things that are sold for each thing. And Animal Kingdom has a cool tree also. Yeah, all the resorts have amazing trees. Yes. Animal Kingdom got the ginger raff two years ago and then last year got the ginger zebra. And so this year we don't know what it is, what their new ginger character is going to be. Oh, Castle at the Contemporary made of gingerbread. Yeah, it's like Cinderella themed. But I mean, even if you just want to go see the Christmas decorations, like the trees and stuff, they're so detailed to each resort. Like the Yacht Clubs has boats on it and the Beach Clubs has like seashells and starfish. And it's just, it's very creative. And of course, Disney done. And everybody loves some Christmas. I don't know. Are you guys the the type that have to wait till after Thanksgiving to start celebrating Christmas? Next weekend. Some of it's already up. The stuff at work's already up. I started listening to Christmas music November 1st. Well, yeah, I've I've already heard Last Christmas by Wham. I've already unofficially lost Whamageddon. It's my favorite song. Whamageddon? I don't think I even know that one. It, it's the joke that if you've heard Last Christmas by Wham, you've lost. Oh, okay. Like the worst Christmas song to some people, but it's the best I love it. And the video is even better. Watch the video on YouTube sometime. It's 80s goodness. The gift wrapping song? Yes. Love it. It's, I don't even know how to describe it. If you, you'll probably be like, oh, I've heard this before. Is that what it's called? Gift wrapping? I don't even know. Oh, oh, by the waitresses. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. I know that's one of my top four favorites. And I also love from my time at the Disney store the second time around, and it played like every 10 minutes, The Greatest Time of Year by Allie and AJ is another- And you still like it, even though it played that often. Yes. It's my favorite Christmas song. It reminds her of her Disney days. Yes. It's the greatest song ever. I start decorating that weekend right after Thanksgiving. But I love fall so much. Like my mantle, I love my fall mantle- and my fall wreath. And I just like, I'm like, I like that to stay as long as it can. Yeah. <laughs> I love Christmas too much. I'm supposed to put fall up on September 1st. And it finally happened right before break. So I have to leave it up for a little while long. Yeah. 
Well, I'm putting Christmas up this coming weekend because I will be in Disney the following weekend. Got to get it up then. Well, nine days from when this airs. Disney is, of course, already starting all of their Christmas stuff, as Vicky was just saying, too. And starting this past Friday, November 3rd, Jungle Cruise went under their annual refurbishment to become, you know it as, the Jingle Cruise. Since, of course, it was like 2013 in December, Jungle Cruise has received an overlay of props and scenes to transform for the holidays. It's the 10th anniversary of the Jingle Cruise. And so we're wondering if Disney's going to do anything extra special to celebrate. The boats get holiday names, things like Candy Cane Queen or Yule Log Lolly, Poinsettia Sal, Fruitcake Zelda, and more. The decorations are reflective of the 1930s. You'll get to see a secret Santa list with the Jingle Cruise skippers names and more. If you're going to be in Disney World for the holidays, be sure to catch a ride. Even the jokes from the skippers are themed for the holidays, so it's not the normal jokes. I mean, some, but not all. It is changed, so it's definitely worth going and checking out. So I didn't realize the first Christmas that we went there was the first Christmas of the Jingle Cruise until I was doing the notes this week, which is kind of crazy. That's pretty special that you got to see the first one. Yep. So starting yesterday, which was November 7th, at the Magic Kingdom, the Cinderella Castle holiday show debuted, and it's called the Frozen Holiday Surprise. According to Disney, guests will be able to join Elsa, Anna, Olaf, Kristoff, and the Snowgies in front of Cinderella Castle at Magic Kingdom for Frozen Holiday Surprise, a brand new Frozen-inspired entertainment experience that will illuminate the castle in a whole new way. Disney later revealed that the show will bring over 100 snowgies to the castle. Anna, Elsa, and Kristoff will each have a new holiday look for the show. The characters will be decorating the castle for the festive season, and the show will culminate with Elsa adding shimmering and sparkling touches which according to Disney will transform Cinderella Castle into a shimmering crystallized palace. Frozen holiday surprise will take place both during Mickey's very merry Christmas party and during regular park hours. So you don't have to buy a ticket for the holiday party in order to see it. What we want to know is does this mean the castle will be covered in lights again? Yeah, they would have had to start putting the regular lights on a long time ago, but maybe like projected lights. I guess. We all sound real thrilled about that. Well, I'm just sad that it looks so pretty. Yeah, it does. I look at the old old pre-COVID castle pictures and they're so pretty and sparkly. It just, I don't know, it took your breath away. It did. It did. I'm excited about this next one, Chrissy. Yes, yes, this is exciting. Do you watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? If yes. it is part, yes. <laughs> if it is part of your normal Thanksgiving routine, this year we think it should be. And here's why. Disney is no stranger to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. You can often see Disney characters, balloons, and floats in the parade. Disney previously had a float dedicated to the Disney Wish, but this year that float will change to represent the newest ship in the Disney Cruise Line fleet, the Disney Treasure. 
According to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade website, this will be the first float in Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade float history that is longer than the float bed. The bow of the ship will jut out beyond the float bed by eight feet. You will also see Captain Minnie Mouse on the float along with many of her friends. Disney will also have the giant Grogu back in the parade. You can tune into the parade on Thanksgiving Day, November 23rd at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. We always watch. Come on, it's 7.30 for us, though. That's what's crazy. Yeah. Mm. I always have it on in the background, at least while I'm getting stuff going. Yep. yep, You always have to watch because it's when Santa makes his appearance. That's right. Yeah, I have a friend that I met through PTA stuff who her family works in the parade every year. Oh, cool. She went to school in New York and I'm not, I can't remember the whole story, but she ended up years and years ago and her husband now like pilots one of the balloons through the streets. And then she and the two kids walk in the parade now. Wow. Wow. When the kids were younger, they had to be on a float, but now they are, since they're older, they get to walk. And um, every year they go to New York for Thanksgiving and they stay with friends and they're in the parade. And I just think that is just so cool. A huge deal. (laughs) Yeah. So we always watch and we try to find them. One of my favorite movies, one of my favorite Christmas movies is the original Miracle on 34th Street. Mm -hmm. And I love like, you know, knowing that that parade, I mean, you know, to me, when I was young, that movie was so old and like, you know, the parade was a big deal back then. And, you know, that parade's been going on for so long and it was such a, you know, it was such a big deal then and it's still such a big deal now that, you know, it's such a rich tradition and Disney's always been a big part of it. Very cool. I, I just hear horror stories about how crowded it is at New York, in New York and New York is so crowded on a regular basis. I, I don't know that I could handle Thanksgiving. Right. Thanksgiving or New Year's Eve, the whole Times Square Ooh. thing. Oh my gosh. I don't think I could do that. No. Talk about waiting to go to the bathroom. You have to yeah. wear a diaper. <laughs> That's what I've heard people do. So here is the latest news on Jollywood Nights at Hollywood Studios for Christy and me. Well, it's for everybody, but we're getting excited now, right, Christy? So excited, yes. Counting down the days. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, which I didn't realize was coming back, is great. It's going to have one show, but Christy, I hope you drink your coffee because it's at 12.30 a.m. I'm ready. And the show's about 14 minutes long. And then Holidays in Hollywood is um, we'll have shows at 8.45, 9.45, and 10.45, and 11.45. The show is about 30 minutes, and this will be held at the Theater of the Stars Down Sunset Boulevard, which that's uh, where Beauty and the Beast normally is, correct? Yes. It'll feature singing, dancing, and the sensational antics of your favorite Muppet characters like Kermit and Miss Piggy. So excited. I know. So excited. I cannot wait. Yay. All the coffee, all the caffeine. <laughs> all of it sole focus of my trip i mean it's such a quick turnaround getting there on friday leaving on monday tickets to the party on saturday sole focus don't even know what we're doing the rest of the time doesn't even matter right I'm just going down there for this christmas party i mean just the level of excitement to experience this i cannot wait hey So there's going to be a Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas sing-along 
That's going to happen at 8.30, 9.30, 10.30, and 11.30 p.m. The website says that the sing-along is going to last for an hour, but the show happens every hour on the half an hour, so kind of seems unlikely it would last for the full hour. But I guess that we're just going to wait and find out on that one. Disney also released the showtimes for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. The party is an extra ticketed event that starts at 7 p.m. and lasts until midnight. Guests are able to enter the Magic Kingdom as early as 4 p.m. on the nights that the party is happening. Mickey's most merriest celebration will be on the Cinderella stage, and it can be seen at 7.40 p.m., 9.25 p.m., 10.35 p.m., 11.55 p.m. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade can be seen at 8.30 p.m. and 11 p.m., and Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks Show will be at 10 p.m., each party night. That's packed. Yes. So much. And I am a little sad I'm not doing that, but we've done very Merry Christmas before. So I'm just, I'm excited to experience something new and there's always next year. That's right. There you go. What an attitude to have. (laughs) Disney's not going anywhere. (laughs) The Walt Disney Company has named Hugh F. Johnston as Senior Executive Vice President and Chief Financial Officer, effective December 4th, 2023. Johnston is currently vice chairman and chief financial officer of PepsiCo, where he has held multiple leadership positions over his 34-year career there. Johnston will report directly to Disney CEO Bob Iger and will lead Disney's worldwide finance organization, which includes corporate real estate, corporate strategy and business development, enterprise controllership, enterprise technology, financial planning and analysis, global product and labor standards, global security, investor relations, risk management, tax, and treasury. This is what Bob Iger had to say. Hugh's well-earned reputation as one of the best CFOs in America and his wealth of leadership experience in both financial and operational roles overseeing a diverse portfolio of, of top global brands make him a perfect addition to Disney's senior leadership team. His expertise will serve Disney and its shareholders well as we continue the transformative work we are doing to drive growth and value creation. I have one thing to say, Hugh. We do not want you to put Pepsi in the parks. Amen. (laughs) No, thank you. I don't drink much soda anymore, but I do prefer, well, I don't know. I, I, I do prefer Diet Coke. But man, if they offered me a Diet Mountain Dew, I wouldn't turn it down. And that's a Pepsi product. I think my husband will cry if they get take Coke away because as it is, so many of them had Coke Zero for a while, but now there's like three places in the Magic Kingdom and one of them is a sit down restaurant. And so like the kids were scrambling. If you listen to our trip report, well, if you listen this Friday, it's even funnier how many places they went one day for meals just because we want to make sure Brad got a Coke Zero because he wanted one so badly. As long as there's Dr. Pepper somewhere. Yes. Love me some Dr. Pepper. (laughs) For sure. Well, I want to give a shout out to all our listeners. Thanks for always taking time to listen to us discuss recent news and rumors. We hope that you find our banter useful and a little bit entertaining. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? 
Hey, if you do, go ahead and go on to Apple or Podbean and give us a rating and a comment. You know it means a lot to us. We love hearing from all of you. Be sure to let us know what you'd like to hear more about because we're always reshaping our show to cater to your needs. If you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, just text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast, on Facebook. If you would like a free quote, contact Vicki, Stephanie, or Chrissy at 636-373-4497. Be sure to listen to Friday's show where the Black family will be sharing part two of their amazing Walt Disney World trip. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. Whatever you do, I'll do it too. Show me everything and tell me how. You don't mean something and yet nothing to me. I can see there's so much to learn. It's all so close and yet so far. I see myself as people see me Oh, I just know there's something bigger out there I wanna know, can you show me? I wanna know about the strangers like me Tell me more, please show me Something's familiar about the strangers like me Beyond the trees above